Amen. Well, thank you, choir, for sharing that with us. That was beautiful and a good way to center ourselves here today. Once again, on the Lord's promises and what he's done for us. Good morning, church. Good morning. Good morning to those online and those that will watch this later. Hello to you. Uh, as we get started here today, I just want to share with you once again that uh, it's a special day for our church in many different ways. Uh, a special day, but a somber day, and also a very uh, influential day in the future of our church. And so... <laughs> If you've not been with us and just kind of watching this online or random and found a random click and, and found this today, uh, know that we may be a little emotional uh, just because we have some big decisions our church will be making this evening. And uh, as we share today, uh, we're going to rely on God's grace to uh, help us in this moment. You know, as a pastor, of course, I've thought long and hard of this day and what you preach on a morning like today, right? And, uh, and so I've thought long and hard and uh, what is the right thing to say? And I came to the conclusion that the right thing to do was to uh, focus on Scripture. Not that you don't do that during every sermon, but I thought Scripture could speak today. We could just let it breathe here today. I picked for us today the book of 2 Timothy. Yes, the whole thing. Not just a verse or two, but the whole entire book. We're going to be reading it and hearing it aloud once again, just like the early church heard this. Didn't necessarily have their scripture. They would read it aloud and they would hear it and try to memorize it with their hearts and minds to live it out in their daily walk. And I chose this today. And the reason why I chose it was because this is a special book. It's uh, kind of near and dear to me in my heart. And, and anybody who reads it, I think it's hard not to fall in love with it in so many different ways. And the reason why is because the Apostle Paul, you remember his story, he was Saul, the killer of church people the person who brought other church people to prison because he was Jewish and he was against Jesus and this whole new way of the message. You remember his story? He's on the way to Damascus, bright light shines, and all of a sudden Saul hears the voice of Jesus, sees a vision of Jesus, and Jesus says, why do you persecute me, Saul? You remember this story? He's blinded in that moment. He's brought forth and he eventually finds some people of the God and the people of God spend time with them and He's blinded for those, those days, but then eventually his scales fall off his eyes, it says in Scripture. And when they do, he can see again. But he spends the next few years with Christian believers and then sets sail, so to speak, and goes on many missionary journeys with other people that we meet in the New Testament, all sorts of people. But one of them was Timothy. And Timothy was near and dear to his heart because Timothy was one of those people Paul dearly, dearly trusted. Well, if you look through the book of Acts, the book of Acts that tells the story of the early church ends with Paul in prison, house arrest that is, in Rome. And he's awaiting his trial. And then all of a sudden the story ends and you almost wonder if Luke, who wrote the book of Acts, was planning on writing another book and just never got a chance or maybe we lost it in history. But Paul is there awaiting his trial. Well, if tradition is true, tradition sort of tells us the, the kind of historical understanding of the church is that Paul did not lose his life that day. He went before the Roman officials, and they at least let him go that day, but eventually he came back again, and next time he lost his life. And what I think, and many scholars debate this, of the, when the book of 2 Timothy was written and, and how it was written exactly in the timeline of Paul, but my belief is that this is the last words of Paul in the New Testament. And of course, as you read and hear some of the words that he says, he knows his time is up. He talks about how he's in chains, and this time it's very obvious that it's not, like, not metaphorical chains, it's literal chains that he's been dealt and is in. And you sense just an urgency in his voice. In this book of 2 Timothy, 
He writes it to pass the torch unto those who would come after him, knowing that his life is coming to an end. And so as this sermon says, this is Paul's final charge, if you will, as he gives Timothy the charge of upholding the gospel for the people of God that will still need to hear. And the people of earth who will still need to know Jesus, even once Paul's journey is over and comes to rest final. So let us pray today. Lord, we know the words of my mouth are straight from the Bible, so they're pleasing in your sight, but may our hearts and minds of everyone in this room also be pleasing through all of this, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. The book of 2 Timothy. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, according to the promise of life that is in Christ Jesus, to Timothy. My dear son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God, whom I serve as my forefathers did with a clear conscience, as night and day I constantly remember you in my prayers. Recalling your tears, I long to see you, so that you may be filled with joy. I have been reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded, now lives also in you. For this reason, I remind you to fan and to flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God did not give us the spirit of timidity, but a spirit of power, of love, and self-discipline. So do not be ashamed to testify about our Lord, or ashamed of me, his prisoner. But join with me in the suffering for the gospel by the power of God who has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace, the grace that was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. But it's now been revealed through the appearing of the Savior, Jesus Christ, who has destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel, and of this gospel. I was appointed a herald, an apostle, and a teacher. That is why I'm suffering as I am. Yet I am not ashamed, because I know in whom I believe. I am convinced that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him for that day. What you've heard from me keep as the pattern of sound teaching with faith, love, and Christ Jesus Guard that good deposit that was entrusted to you. Guard it with the help of the Holy Spirit who lives in us. You know everyone in the province of Asia has deserted me, including Phygelius and Hermogenes. May the Lord show mercy to the household of Onesiphorus, because he has often refreshed me and been not ashamed of my chains. On the contrary, when he was in Rome, he searched hard for me until he found me. May the Lord grant that he will find mercy from the Lord on that day. You know very well how many ways he has helped me, even in Ephesus. You then, my son, be strong in the grace that is Christ Jesus and the things you heard from me say in the presence of many witnesses and trust to reliable men, those who qualify to teach others, endure hardships, just like a good soldier. No one serving as a soldier gets involved with civilian affairs. They only want to please the commanding officer. Similarly, if anyone competes as an athlete, do not be 
They do not receive the victor's crown unless they compete according to the rules. The hardworking farmer should be the first to receive the share of crops. Reflect on this, on what I am saying, for the Lord will give you insight into all this. Remember Jesus Christ from the dead, who rose from the dead, descended from David. This is my gospel, for which I am suffering, even to the point of being chained like a criminal. But God's word is not chained. Therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect, that they too may obtain salvation, that is in Christ Jesus, in glory. Here is a trustworthy saying, if we died with him, he will also live with him. If we endure, he will also reign with him. If we disown him, he will disown us. If we are faithless, he will remain faithful, for he cannot disown himself. Keep reminding them of these things. Warn them before God against quarreling about words. It is of no value, and it only ruins those who listen. Do your best to prevent, present yourself to God as one approved as a workman who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. Avoid godless chatter, because those who indulge in it will become more and more ungodly. Their teaching will spread like gangrene. Among them are Hymenes and Philetus. They have wandered away from the truth. They say that there's no, the resurrection, that is, has already taken place, and they destroy the faith of some. Nevertheless, God's solid foundation stands firm, sealed with this inscription, the Lord knows those who are his. And everyone who confesses the name of the Lord must turn away from wickedness. In a large house, there are articles not only of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay. Some are made for noble purposes and some for ignoble. If a man cleanses himself from the latter, he will be an instrument for noble purposes, made holy, useful for the master, and prepared to do any good work. Flee the evil desires of your youth. And pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace, along with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Don't have anything to do with foolish and stupid arguments because you know they produce quarrels. And the Lord's servant must not quarrel. Instead, he must be kind to everyone, able to teach, not resentful. Those who oppose him must be gently instructed in hope that God will grant them repentance, leading to them to acknowledge the truth. And they will come to their senses and escape from the trap of the devil who has taken them captive to do his will. But mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying its power, have nothing to do with them. They are the kind who worm their way into homes and gain control over weak-willed women, who are loaded down with sins and swayed by all kinds of evil desires, always learning but never able to acknowledge the truth. Just as Janes and Jambres opposed Moses, so also these men oppose the truth, Men of depraved minds, who as far as faith is concerned are rejected, but they will not get very far, as in the case of those men, their folly will be clear to everyone. You, however, know all about my teaching. 
my way of life, my purpose, faith, patient, love, endurance, persecutions, sufferings. What kinds of things happened to me in Antioch, Iconium, and Lystra, the persecutions that I endured, yet the Lord rescued me from all of them. In fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. While evil men and impostors will go from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and become convinced of, because you know from whom you have learned it. How from infancy you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is God-breathed, and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, training in righteousness so that a man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. In the presence of God and Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, in the view of our, and in the view of his appearing and his kingdom, I give you this charge. Preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct and rebuke and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. For there will be a time when men will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and aside to myths. But you, keep your head in all situations. Endure hardships. Do the work of an evangelist. Discharge all your duties and your ministry. For I am already being poured out like a drink offering. And the time has come for my departure. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award me on that day. And not only to me, but to all those who have longed for his appearing. Do your best to come to me quickly, for Demas, because he loved the world, has deserted me and gone to Thessalonica. Crescens has gone to Galatia, Titus to Dalmatia. Only Luke is with me. Get Mark and bring him with you because he is helpful, helpful to me in my ministry. I sent Tychius to Ephesus, and when you come, bring the cloak that I left in Carpus at Treos and my scrolls, especially the parchments. Alexander, the, the metal worker, did me great harm. The Lord will repay him for what he has done. You too should be on your guard against him because he strongly opposed our message. At my first defense, no one came to my support, but everyone deserted me. May it not be held against them. But the Lord stood at my side and gave me strength so that through me the message might be fully proclaimed to all the Gentiles might hear it. And I was delivered from the lion's mouth. The Lord will rescue me from every evil attack and will bring me safely to his heavenly kingdom. To him be glory forever and ever. Amen. Greet Priscilla and Aquila in the household of Onesiphorus. Erastus stayed in Corinth, and I left Trophimus sick in Miletus. Do your best to come to me before winter. Eubilus greets you, and so do Pudens, Linus, Claudia, and all the brothers. The Lord be with your spirit. Grace be with you. This ends the reading from 2 Timothy share these words with us today, because if Paul was here, Paul was our leader, and Paul knew that his journey was about to end, he would say these words to us. The church, 
May the ways in which Paul encourages us, may we always hold true, no matter what lies in our future. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.